Welcome to the podcast of tomorrow. I am Lindsay Wilson. We are a Futurama podcast, and we are here today to talk about Season 2, Episode 4, Fry and the Slurm Factory. But before all that, I'd like to introduce my co-host, Alex Coons. Alex, how the hell are you? Hello, I'm good. Excellent job on the opening today, Lindsay. Were you in your own head as you were doing it? Now now we've yeah. made this up. Yeah, I was a little bit. I, I felt like, so to peek behind the curtain for everyone else, it was recording weird, so I had to do it twice. And I felt like I really nailed it the first time, but I feel like it was okay the second time. Yeah, it was good. But we, we must note that we have gotten positive feedback about Jeremy's <laughs> opening. So yes. putting even more pressure on Lindsay to, to step up. Step up or just use the recording of Jeremy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's true. We should do that. Yes, yes, honestly. That would really get me out of my own head, but I feel like I do it and then I'm like, oh no, what do I say next? I still haven't worked it all out. Once we're at 50 reviews, it's not our problem anymore. It's uh, it's Cameo's problem now. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Indeed. So Fry and the Slurm Factory, Alex, what did you think? Yeah, it was what I remembered of it. I feel feel like I had very vivid memories of once they were like down in the uh, the underbelly of the factory of fake factory, yes. real factory, and like the escape sequence of the of the big slurm monster chasing them through. All of that came back very strongly. Yeah, a pretty iconic episode. What what are your thoughts? Yeah, this was always up there among my favorites, especially when I was young. I feel like Alex, we were just commenting on it being noisy outside your street. And as soon as we decided you were fine, it's gotten very loud outside mine. So (laughs) anyway, again, we apologize to listeners for my noisy (laughs) environment. Anyway, yes. So uh, this was always one of my favorite episodes. I still really enjoyed it. I think when Jeremy was on, he mentioned that when you've seen these episodes a certain number of times, some of the joy gets lost a little bit. And it definitely doesn't surprise me anymore. But there is a certain nostalgia about this episode that is very delightful. There were several quotes in my old like, Futurama clip library from this episode. What is your Wonka history? Give me all of your Wonka lore. Yes, all of my Wonka lore. I'd love to. So I read Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, the book, when I was in probably maybe grade three or something and really liked it. I remember thinking it was super fun. I don't remember really. I, like, obviously, the entire book in my mind has just been replaced with the movie. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm not sure exactly what I, my impressions of it were. I know I read it several times. I think I may have stolen the classroom copy. Wow. From my grade oh my three goodness. Class. I just picture the, the single room schoolhouse that's all rickety <laughs> and thing and they're the mm-hmm. sad little book, bookshelf with three copies of, of a book on it. I know. I really took away from the limited resources that we already had. But <laughs> nonetheless, <laughs> I think I have this in my mind that I had it on my bookshelf for a long time. And I think it was the school copy. And I'm wondering if maybe my mom, who was also a teacher, if she eventually got me to return it or if she returned it. I'm not sure. But in any case, so there was that. And then I don't know when exactly I saw the movie, the Gene Wilder one, but I've always really enjoyed that. Very, very fun. I reference the grandparents in the bed quite often with their little stocking cap. I reference (laughs) fast forwarding through Cheer Up Charlie. Probably more. That's probably like my number one reference of like, oh, this is the cheer up Charlie moment of, mm-hmm. of this movie. Like it's such a such a good signpost yeah. for it. this is absolute trash. Yeah, it's such a great film, except for that. And it's like, why are we doing this? Like the movie yeah. is like almost not a musical, but it sort of is. I don't know. Yeah, That's it's the a most musical, musical for moment. The first half quite for like the majority of the first half. And then the Oompa Loompas really kind of shoulder mm. most of that load moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I never saw the Johnny Depp one, nor will I. <laughs> yeah. And, and then Timothy, Timothy playing mm-hmm. Young Wonka. 
Yes. So I don't know if I'll bother with that. I don't know. What do you think? The like ca- the set photos of him wearing like a very fancy mm-hmm. suit and a very fancy top hat are kind of hilarious. So <laughs> like it just hilarious in so a charming stupid. way or in a bad no, way? No, like the the vibe that I get from those photos is that they're taking it very seriously. And it's like, are we really taking Wonka very seriously? Mm, fair yes yeah, that makes sense to me i'll have to you'll have to put this in the show notes or something i took a i went to a liberal arts college where we took a bunch of useless courses that don't apply to anything but are fun and i took a making digital music course and for the like <laughs> final project they had us make some like remix piece where you're like sampling from a bunch of different sources and whatever and so it was also like kind of edm focused like electronic dance music focused and so Uh me and my friend ethan made an edm song sampling from willy wonka and the chocolate factory and it's great and i love it and we we like drop the beat with like with gene wilder saying we're there from the creepy boat ride it's it's really good oh my god (laughs) yes the creepy boat ride man okay so two things number one is that you took a class in electronic music or whatever and you didn't create our theme song (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, uh, this was uh, one, I don't care for music. Uh, <laughs> two, this was quite a long time ago. And literally all we did was, I mean, I guess we sampled. So I would be I would be mm-hmm. nervous about, you know, taking yes. Futurama music and sampling it and such. But we had no such concerns at a tiny liberal arts school to just rip <laughs> off Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Yes, I will say I am quite happy with the music that we did find. I really like it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes. All right. Well, what was your Wonka knowledge? Did you read the book? Yeah, my big pieces of Wonka lore are the the EDM piece. And then mm-hmm. I remember reading the Great Class Elevator book far more than the original. I don't know why. Maybe they were, it was like easier to access because nobody wanted it. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I don't remember <laughs> ever reading it, to be honest. It is I know I had very it. I bizarre. I and yeah. it's it's aliens it's in space it's yeah it goes goes in a very different direction yeah very bizarre so yeah i think this one so i definitely have moments from this one that i sort of mix up with the family guy one i think they were quite close together in terms of when they would have come out i can't really be sure probably within a couple of years i would think and i have also seen the family guy one quite a few times and they do a lot of like very similar stuff obviously i mean it makes sense that they would because it's i mean they're parodying it so closely but i i I haven't seen the family guy parody of it but i imagine that it's good i feel like the stuff from family guy that i enjoy the most is their parody stuff like i remember really liking their star wars stuff way back in the day and i I suppose it's just because the parodies are just so Mm -hmm. removed from the show itself that it's like hey as long as you're funny we don't have to like worry about these characters being annoying or different yeah i think they the thing that stands out to me the most in terms of the thing that i always forget is in the other one is like here you go you enter the slurm factory where they do the like come with me and you'll see like they don't do a song in the futurama version but in the family guy one they're like all i remember from that one is like they're at a beer factory or whatever he's like though the beer may be free you're just renting it from me (laughs) and i always think of that of like is that which one is that in but it makes sense in the family guy one one. yeah (laughs) yes (laughs) so yeah so that was musical corner (laughs) (laughs) yeah all right so shall we jump into this yeah let's do it all right so we got our intro live from omicron i feel like i always say omicron because that's like the variant (laughs) but i think it's omicron here (laughs) i I write omnicron i don't know (laughs) it's 
Omicron. Okay. <laughs> yes, Omicron per the I-8. We met the aliens for our purposes just last week Yeah. in recording time. So fun to see them coming back. And then what did you have for the cartoon this time? This one is very recognizable. This was The Simpsons. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So I just wrote Old Simpsons! Exclamation mark. And this is from the Simpsons short entitled Making Faces. And so there were, I guess two seasons of this which i think is just from the tracy ullman show thing where they had little bits and pieces that we can see in so i guess there are three seasons 1987 88 and 89 and this one is the first one of season two which is from 1987 marge warns bart lisa and maggie that if they make scary faces their faces will freeze in place forever the kids ignore her until marge gives them a scare with a mirror so that sounds fun (laughs) i feel like they reuse this joke in a real simpsons episode where bart's in the car and making faces and says his face has gotten stuck (laughs) did anyone ever say that to you growing up your face will freeze like that probably i don't think i was a big face maker yeah (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, i'm just looking through some of these there are a lot of them they're like 30 in the second season honestly i think making faces is probably the most iconic in that it's like the only one that i could name i feel like they probably pull from this one whenever they're like referencing the old tracy ullman shows i wonder why maybe it's maybe the animation was particularly distinct in that they're like making all these faces i don't know yeah i was just looking to see when the bathtub one happens it's in the 130th episode spectacular that one was episode number 42 in season three and it is march 19th 1989 this was also featured in the simpsons 130th episode spectacular so it fun it is interesting that i have no i've never watched those i don't really have any Mm -hmm. interest and i don't think any simpsons fan does like like i think the number of people that are watching the tracy Olton simpsons these days is like you know that number is steadily declining as as the years go on yeah but simpsons on futurama what is this a crossover episode i do want to say since we're talking about the simpsons and this is the only outlet for me to share this so i was looking at getting a new book bag and i was thinking about getting one of the like herschel brand book bags I don't know if you can picture that. They have like the stripey inside. Anyway, it doesn't matter. They are doing a crossover with The Simpsons. And so they have like a bag to represent or like a line of bags for each family member. And so the Homer ones are all donuts and the Marge ones are just Marge. The Bart ones are Bart on a skateboard and Maggie is just Maggie. But the Lisa one is just eyes with eyelashes. And oh my it's God. super weird. <laughs> it's the, very, the very num- bizarre. The number one quality of Lisa is her nose, eyes and eyelashes, of course. Yes, are you looking at it right now? <laughs> yeah, I. this is very much the that scene in The Simpsons where everyone is saying their catchphrase and Lisa just looks around and she doesn't have one and she says, if anyone needs me, I'll be in my room. <laughs> I'll be in my room. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And it's just so bizarre that it's just these eyes. It's so weird. I don't know. Are you leaning one way or the other on any of these? I feel like I'm not going to get any of these because they seem yeah. a bit silly. But uh, it was just, I went on the website and it was like, it's Herschel times the Simpsons or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, Lisa, top of the class. And it's like, what about this says top of the class? There's even a set. Some of the eyes are very sex <laughs> what eyes. What about this says, says top of the class? Yeah. Do you see this? Do you see these sexy eyes? Are they doing this? Some of these <laughs> are very sex eyes. Let me look at this. In that they're slightly closed and like the eyelashes are accentuated. Yeah, so there's one where it's like an eye roll look, and there's one that's just a normal straight ahead look, and then there's yeah. one that's like looking into your soul with half closed lids. Right. It's very looking directly at eyes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and the eyelashes are curled up. It's very strange. Yeah, I think if you wanted to, you could argue this is sleepy, but I think yeah. I think better is probably the uh, the yeah, first. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm looking and seeing that most of the other patterns, a lot of things appear to be sold out in the other styles, but there seems to be very minimal demand for the weird <laughs> eyes of Lisa Simpson. The top of the class, Lisa Simpson. Um, yeah, honestly, the donut pattern might be my favorite. I would probably do that too. I think like the various heads is just too weird. Like the the March mm-hmm. head is is bizarre. This makes me think yeah. of the the last Simpsons merch that I saw, and I think I texted you about this. Was at like Atlantic City on like the boardwalk. There's like tons of trashy Simpsons merch of like Bart smoking weed and, and <laughs> like I forget I forget the the slogan that they printed on it, but it was like light up man or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, well, yes. Okay, I'd like to inform the listeners that Alex was like, I need to go pretty quickly tonight. And I was like, okay, but let me talk about the Simpsons merch for 20 minutes. Yeah. What time do you need to leave? I need to leave at 7, and I need to leave at 7 okay. because I... Have we already talked about MoviePass and the glory of MoviePass yes. and all that stuff? Mm-hmm. I, I'm trying out the Alamo Drafthouse MoviePass. There's an Alamo Drafthouse very close to me. I'm back in New York yes. now, and they have a MoviePass, and so I'm, I'm seeing how this works. Okay, great. Well, all right, so we got 25 minutes. We'll get you <laughs> out of here. Great. So let's jump in then. I think we've covered enough Simpson Corner. So this episode opens up on All My Circuits, incredible scene of calculon and he walks in i think on his wife cheating on him or something with his evil half brother (laughs) and he says there's no law about murdering the other half yes (laughs) it's so good and like his brother is beeping and he's like i wish i could believe that (laughs) yeah yeah it's very uh from arrested development you Mm -hmm. can't convict a, a married couple of the same crime Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> I have the worst attorneys. Yes. So then we get an ad for Slurm. This is the introduction of Slurm, I think, right? Yeah, I don't think we've seen any Slurm. And so they're saying basically that there's this Willy Wonka contest happening. If you find the golden bottle cap, then you get to go on a tour and party with Slurm's Mackenzie, the original party worm. Yes, wham, wham, wazzle is his catchphrase. Yeah, wham, 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 wazzle. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he lives on the planet Wormulon, who says there are no more heroes. <laughs> and uh, they decide that Slurm is just... G- Slurm. Fry is just going to drink a million cans of Slurm until he wins. Is there any product that you think you would like actively seek out a contest for like this? Mm, honestly, probably not. I don't drink soft drinks, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I much prefer to drink normal water than carbonated water. Yeah, not really. You? Yeah. Um, Simpsons Herschel factory tour? Yeah, I was thinking, yeah, the, <laughs> maybe the maybe the Bart Simpson smoking weed, just like see what's going on in that factory, <laughs> the people that are pumping out that stuff. Yeah, I, I, I went to, when I was in Atlanta, we went to the World of Coke, which is the like Coca-Cola factory slash museum, which is very much like this, but... Yeah, by the end of it, we were like, yeah, no, I, like, I'm good. I don't need that much coke in my life. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> honestly. At the same time, Bender is also sick. And I don't know if you caught this, Alex, but yeah, I'm sure you did. But it's a very mild thing where they have him very slightly differently colored while he's sick. And then I once he is healed... This. It, it's it's very almost imperceptible so they have him very slightly different and you don't notice it until he changes back so when <laughs> he is better they find the cure for him and then he just immediately goes back to this much more vibrant sort of silver color it's very interesting yeah. he's very sweet he says his tummy hurts uh, bender mm-hmm. is like in full sympathy Baby mode, mode. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes i also loved i i forget the exact line here but uh, fry says i'm not bender i'm fry i forget the context <laughs> yes. of that but that, that really made me laugh yeah it's when zoidberg is like okay let let me see the patient, but I must warn you, I'm an expert in humans, not robots. And then he turns to Fry and he's like, all right. And he's like, no, I'm not Bender, I'm Fry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. And then anyway, so he's like, are you sure? Like, I thought you were the robot. <laughs> so. 
says that it's fin fungus. He'll be floating upside down by morning. <laughs> immediately, <laughs> but, just, yeah, it says that Bender, there's no chance, just immediately gives yeah. up. Yeah, exactly. And so they notice that there's something floating around inside Bender, and they describe it as a flimsy pretext to, to try out my latest invention. It's called <laughs> the Efray, and they are able to see inside metal with this thing. Kind of lazy naming. I don't know why it's called the Efray. I don't know either. Did he give an explanation <laughs> for it? I don't think so. I, I I feel like the easier joke was like the Y-ray or the Z-ray or something. Yeah. I mean, we heard about Z-ray last time where it was like, it's too better than X. But right. yeah, so it says here a flashlight-like device. So I wonder if it's like F for flashlight. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. But in any case, the professor has everyone put on these protective goggles and then he's wearing this full <laughs> on like nuclear radiation suit thing. Yeah. He discovers that it's actually Amy's watch, which Bender stole and ate. <laughs> <laughs> and Bender, upon giving the watch back and hugging Amy, he steals her earrings and then immediately eats mm-hmm. them again. Yeah, and coughs a little. But yeah. So yeah, so the professor leaves the F-ray with Bender and Fry and tells him, for the love of God, don't let this fall into the wrong hands. And <laughs> they decide that they can start looking inside of stuff, including cans of slurm. Just start walking around town. They, uh, they zap Fry. He says, ow, my sperm. Yeah. <laughs> and then he does it again. He's like, oh, it didn't hurt that time. Yeah. <laughs> Fry ends up drinking accidentally the bottle cap, which he actually got through legitimate means just from consuming a lot of slurm. Was that what the, the winning one was just one that he purchased? It was just in uh, his fridge. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. It wasn't one of the ones that they cheated with. He just opens it up and he chokes on it. And I've always found it very unsettling where Bender checks to see what he's choking on and he yes. like shoots the F-ray and you can see like the lining of his esophagus being like stretched by this lid. <laughs> I, don't I was like going to say the exact same thing. The The detail <laughs> on this animation of like you can yeah. you can see his muscles and mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's very intense. Yeah, I don't like it. And so that's what's killing him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they're like, you did it, Fry. And off they go. They meet Slurms McKenzie, who seems very tired from partying yes. so much. Kind of an interesting take on Duffman, where it's like, this is a yeah, uh, right. this is an over-the-top mascot for this company. And maybe there's an episode where like Duffman like is tired and has enough and wants to give up. And mm-hmm. Elmer famously becomes Duffman at one point. But poor Slurm is just ready to stop stop laboring. yes slurms mckenzie yeah i also have written down that i just simply love it so in the movie we have willy wonka just slowly limping out of the factory until he does a somersault but here they roll out the carpet and the worm is just at the end like hello (laughs) (laughs) that's funny i'm looking forward in the timothy movie of like the long drawn out explanation for like why he has a cane and why he fakes Mm. a limp and all of the all the details of this that nobody wants Yes, exactly. So then we meet the Grunkalunkas, and this is one of the clips that I had in my childhood library, which was, who are those horrible orange creatures over there? He's like, oh, those are the Grunkalunkas. Like, well, tell them I hate them. (laughs) Yeah. That's the professor, right? (laughs) Yes, yes, exactly. (laughs) So then they spend a lot of time trying to figure out what the secret ingredient in slurm is. They're very much discouraged from asking about it, but they can't help themselves. And then that's where we get all of these, the disgusting little men are starting to sing. (laughs) Yeah. Poor Grunkalunkas. I I really laughed at it. There's a moment where they're generating glacial spring water and it's just like Mm -hmm. Grunkalunka like pumping a a crank by two giant bats, one that says H2 and one that says O. Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> that's spring water. Yeah, no, it's very good. And and the rhymes that the Grunkalunkas come up with, very tenuous. <laughs> Grunkalunka, <laughs> yeah. dunk it eat ingredient. 
And uh, my favorite, Grunkalunka Dunkity Darmed Guards. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So anyway, Fry really wants some slurm, but he can't have any until the end of the tour. So he throws himself into the slurm river and discovers <laughs> that it's disgusting. Yeah, he's like completely addicted to slurm. To be fair, if he, if he's suffering from addiction and all of this slurm is like in his face, kind of a bad bad place for for Fry to be. I understand him not having a, a great time here. Yeah, I mean, they they readily admit to, even on the tour before they've admitted what the secret ingredient is, they're like, oh, yeah, it's like secret ingredient is what makes it so deliciously addictive. So they they acknowledge it up front pretty readily. Yeah, so they get sucked down. Oh, I guess Leela jumps in after Fry because he can't swim. And then Bender jumps in to be popular. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Fry, I've written down, this must be like Fry asking when he can get some slurm and the response is soon enough. And he says, that's not soon enough. Yes, exactly. I love that a lot, too. Anytime anyone says soon enough, I think of this. Yeah. <laughs> soon enough. It's not soon enough. <laughs> yes. Yeah, very good. And then they discover that this is actually a fake factory. As you mentioned, Alex, there's like a full on door that says fake factory and one that says real factory. And it turns out that the secret ingredient is that all of Slurm is just like being squeezed out of a giant worm. <laughs> yes, pretty disgusting. Yes, very gross. And yeah, they're like, that's the secret ingredient. It's like, no, that's the only ingredient. <laughs> so it's really gross. They also reference that there is a fry speculates that maybe the secret ingredient is people. And they're like, no, that already exists. And it's called Soylent Cola. I I feel like the only time I have ever heard about Soylent Green, other than the like bro food product that is called Soylent. Mm-hmm. But the only time that I would have known this reference is through The Simpsons and now Futurama. Like, there's just something yes. about Soylent that Matt Groening and, and these these writers really love. Yes, agreed. And they like to reference it quite often. <laughs> like, do you think anyone um, else our age knows, like, what percentage of people who are in their early 30s do you think know what Soylent Green is? It's a good point. I feel like when I think of it, I'm like, surely a lot of people know, but maybe yeah. they don't. I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> I feel like people who are younger than us definitely don't. Yeah. So they get captured and the they're like, oh, God, they've discovered our disgusting secret. And so it, it, rather than just killing them outright, they put Leela in this vat that is going to turn her into a slurm queen, but her slurm will taste foul. So they'll really slurm <laughs> classic and make millions. Yes. And then, classic Coke uh, joke. Yes. Yes. And this, again, would have been more topical at the time. <laughs> but yeah. Bender is going to be turned into 174 slurm cans. And Fry is free to go if he can stop himself from drinking this super addictive, super slurm that he will eat until he explodes. <laughs> I do kind of like all of these different types of slurm. The uh, yeah, the mm-hmm. the slurm that they're giving Leela to turn her into a slurm queen, queen they call royal slurm, which you could see being an actual soda at some point. Yes, yes, <laughs> definitely. And Fry is like, okay, I'm going to come and rescue you and can't pull himself away from the super slurm. And Layla's just like, oh my God, you pig. And then she's like, well, we're boned. <laughs> Fry goes, yeah. I wish I could save you, but I can't stop eating this delicious ooze. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote down, uh, I could fit if I didn't have these damn arms. Yes, yeah, I have that written down as well because Fry does manage to just like drag the trough over and rescue Leela, who is then able to rescue Bender, and then she dumps out the trough and he tries to go into the grate after it. <laughs> I, couldn't, yeah. I could fit if I didn't have these damn arms. <laughs> and so they manage to escape, but then they are chased by the Slurm Queen and they meet up with Slurm's Mackenzie and the rest of the group, and Slurm's sacrifices himself <laughs> in order to save them because he's so tired of partying. <laughs> I love that he says that when he meets the when he'll meet them back at their home home planet where they can party there, but he mm-hmm. wants to keep the party small. 
<laughs> no can do slurms. Yeah. Yeah. He's also like, he always has these supermodels behind him who are always dancing in the ads. And he's like, babes, <laughs> you've served me well these last 40 years. <laughs> yeah. I, I wrote down, says goodbye to the babes. <laughs> There'll be other parties for you. Now go. Yes. And then he says, party on, contest winners. And then he just parties I, until the cave collapses. I love I love that the, uh, the supermodels stand like perfectly still while not dancing. Mm-hmm. Like their only function is to dance. Yes. <laughs> yes. And they say uh, goodbye, Mr. McKenzie, which is very good. So, <laughs> so yeah, so they manage to escape and the slurm queen drinks her own slurm and it's really gross. Yeah, I wrote for Slurm McKenzie's ending. I wrote down Jamie and Cersei ending of being crushed yeah. under this a pile of rocks. Spoilers for Game of Thrones, but honestly, yeah. don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> Farnsworth is like, okay, I have to tell some government guy about what's going on here. And they're like, oh, finally, like we have an opportunity to get rid of Slurm forever. Fry cannot abide this, pretends that Farnsworth is suffering from some sort of psychosis or something. Like Grandpa's making up crazy stories yeah. again. You're my uncle from the year 2000. Like, okay, Grandpa. (laughs) Very funny. I'm not your grandpa. You're my uncle. Yeah, that's very good. And then they have a toast to slurms. How much more slurm do we do we see throughout the series? I mean, I guess don't spoil it entirely, but I got to imagine that this this episode was well well received. It certainly feels like one of the more classic ones. Do they make a point of like going back to slurm factory, slurm company every now and then? I don't remember them ever going back to the factory or anything like that, but definitely Slurm is just a thing that Fry drinks for the rest of the series. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, let's see. I also have in my notes, there was a trivia note here on this episode that was like, Professor Farnsworth's F-Ray reveals that Bender has a 6502 microprocessor, which was a widely used CPO in home computers in the 70s and early 80s. These nerds. Yeah, it says, head writer David X. Cohen chose the 6502 from having developed software and assembly language for the CPU. We'll get to this eventually, but I feel like the number one, like, most newsworthy, like, Futurama is written by a bunch of nerds story that I saw (laughs) floating around is, do you remember when they, like, proved some mathematical theorem or something in related to some like time travel episode or i don't remember the the precise details but there's lots of stories about like they they did the math and and proved something or other right yes i feel like i remember this as well i think there was something else too about they got some actual nerd to come in and write the equation (laughs) for the in mars university or whatever but i think you're probably thinking of the globetrotter episode where there's (laughs) a lot of like time space stuff going on yeah, that's that's probably it. But uh, mm. yeah, I like the uh, I like the designation of some actual nerd. Some actual nerd, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was also reading in terms of other trivia. It says that Slurm has many similarities to the short-lived soft drink Surge that was popular oh. around the time of production, which included the hardcore image that advertised it. A Slurm could also be a parody of Mountain Dew, which has similar imagery for its advertisement and is also green, which resembles Slurm. There, there definitely was like a butterfly effect moment of my life where I feel like for perhaps like three weeks of summer, like a summer when I was in like second or third grade, it was like, I really love Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew is very tasty and I like consuming Mountain Dew. Mm-hmm. And then something happened to convince me like, you know, what? this is like kind of gross. And I'm very thankful <laughs> for that realization <laughs> that I could escape. Yeah. Childhood Lindsay before I just became an insufferable child who was like, drinking pop is bad for you i <laughs> was very into mountain dew as well yeah must be clear i said that when i was like eight yeah <laughs> what the, a nightmare of a child the, di- the different <laughs> lives that we could could be lead- leading we could both be horribly addicted to mountain dew i know honestly so yeah anyway any final thoughts about this episode we got to get you out of here so <laughs> winners and losers 
Oh, winners and losers. I didn't I didn't write anything down. I think Fry wins. He got to visit like the factory of one of his favorite products. He wasn't murdered. He was able to rationalize continuing to consume slurm. <laughs> he won a contest. It's yeah, nothing nothing that bad ended up coming out of this room. I think the clear loser is the slurm queen. <laughs> Slurm Queen definitely but, loses. Although uh, she get, gets to continue being fine because Fry can't get away from this. So maybe she wins this episode. I mean, that, that is true. Uh, I mean, the old standby of Slurm McKenzie, he, he dies, gets crushed. Thinking that too. He just like lived a life of being, you know, trapped by this evil corporation. <laughs> and now he's dead because of it. Yeah. They really never bring him back. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, honestly. So anyway, all right. Well, this was great. Alex, is there anything you want to plug? No, I wanted to shout out. We got a very nice email from listener Sarah, who was telling us about how she's a blind listener and kind of the different ways these animation shows handle accessibility and the types of jokes that are for a blind listener. So super interesting to hear about that. I'm curious to hear how like The Simpsons does if it's all the same, if mm-hmm. like modern modern animated shows do better with that. I know that she mentioned maybe looking into BoJack. So, yeah, Sarah, thanks for thanks for writing in and yeah, we're we're glad you're listening. Yes, and I I think it was nice too that Sarah mentioned that she appreciates that we are describing a lot of the jokes, which is nice to hear because I feel like sometimes I'm like, should we be going into this much detail? So I appreciate that. And they also mentioned potentially checking out BoJack, which also has a lot of visual jokes. And I think we describe those in great detail as well. So I also want to shout out Allie and Carolyn. They also both wrote in sending very nice stuff from the horse girl community. Carolyn also mentioned that Boop Corner is gold. So (laughs) thank you to them for introducing us to the idea. <laughs> thank thank goodness for the horse girls and horse guys and horse persons out there. Great community yes. that we are able to to <laughs> siphon off of. <laughs> <laughs> yes, to capitalize on. But yeah. yes, incredible. So yes, go check out Bojack Horse Pod. We are wrapping things up over there. We will be moving on to Duke and Birdie and then on to Veep. So go check it out. I watched uh, the pilot of What We Do in the Shadows. Oh, over the, over oh true. Yes, I'm all. This is a great segue, <laughs> also. I'm also talking about What We Do in the Shadows on post show recaps, and that's been very fun. What did you think of the pilot? I thought it was great. Super funny. Yes. Like, actually laughed out loud, you know, a handful mm-hmm. of times. Super easy to watch. You're, you're totally yep. right where it goes down easy. Real easy. So, I was just about to say that, and then clearly I've said it before. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So hopefully I'll keep watching some of that. Awesome. All right, great. Well, join us next week when we will be talking about season two, oh, episode I need to, I need to guess five. what it is. I second that emotion. Alex, what do you think that's going to be about? What's the title? I second that emotion. Oh, I thought you were saying you second that I need to guess what no. the title is. I second that emotion. Mm-hmm. Um, Bender gets an emotion chip and starts feeling human feelings. Wow. That's my guess. Incredible guess. All right. I can't wait for you to watch and see. (laughs) And uh, yeah, it's a great guess. All right. Wonderful. So with that, we will see you next time. All right. See you, everyone.